Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. And here we are. Happy Tuesday. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. It is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. This is... Most Nerdly's Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of the Rush Hour, all you have to do, pick up your telephone. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. And we have all sorts of news. And, of course, today is Tuesday, which means our good friend Mark Stein will be joining us shortly. A lot to discuss with Mark Stein. I'm going to hold the discussion on these protests that are happening at the justices of the Supreme Court houses until Mark comes along. I really want to hear what he has to say about it. I also want to hear what you have to say about it. So if you do have an opinion on that, please give us a call. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. We have some local stories. We have stories that are national but that affect all of us here. Uh, gas prices have hit an all-time high. You know that. All you have to do is go to the gas pump. Thank Joe Biden every step of the way. Joe Biden, of course, today tried to pretend that the economy, the economy is his number one concern, and that is the concern that he will try to take all through the elections to get away from everything else. There is a baby food shortage. Our own Jack McCall will be with us. Uh, later on in the hour to talk about that. And if you have been affected by that baby food shortage, that's the formula, the baby formula, stuff like Infamil, I guess, and all the rest of it. I don't know the other ones. I remember that from the old days. But um, if you have been at all affected with this baby uh, formula shortage, please let us know that too. There is a report today that comes from New York One that less than 10% of Manhattan office employees work in person five days a week. And that would explain a lot. If you look around uh, Manhattan, especially the borough of Manhattan, you will see there are still many, many office spaces that are vacant. There are some that are filling up now, but there are so many. You've never, if you were to compare this to life in the city five years ago, you wouldn't believe it the number of spaces that are available. And therein, I maintain, lies an opportunity. Therein lies an opportunity for people that need to have a presence in this world's biggest market, New York, and that can do business and grow a business here in New York. What we need is cooperation from the local government, meaning the municipal government, Mayor Adams and his crew, to make New York a little bit more livable for people who want to do it, including safety. Safety. Now, here's a story that I had mixed emotions about. This is from CBS News. Street vendors are pushing back against the city, New York City, after a woman was arrested in the New York City subway station. You know what her crime was? She was selling fruit. For over a decade, Maria Falcon has been selling fruit from a cart in the Broadway Junction subway station. She makes about $80 a day. Now, keep in mind, that was for over a decade this woman has been there. 
one week ago, New York City Police Department officials took Maria Falcone away in handcuffs and they confiscated her things, her food cart, et cetera, et cetera. She's 43 years old. They patted her down. They gave her a summons for unlicensed general vending. Speaking in Spanish, she told a CBS News reporter, I feel very sad and scared. I've been vending for a long time. I have tried to find other jobs, but I've been turned down because of my age. We're not hurting anybody. We just need a permit to do our work legally. There's a video of the arrest, and that video has sparked the ire of City Council Speaker Adrian Adams. She put out a tweet, we must provide economic opportunities for New Yorkers who are pursuing them, not criminalize or push them into the justice system. Wow. Feel sorry for her, don't you? Before you weigh in and say how awful the police are, how bad this is, the New York City Police Department says Ms. Falcon was issued another summons several weeks ago. Transit officers gave her multiple warnings that public vending is against the law. There's a reason we have Department of Health standards. If people are just selling food without any form of insurance, the quality of their food, someone could get ill from that. So that's why there are rules in the subway system, Eric Eric Adams said, the mayor. Oh, I guess he's not partying in L.A. anymore. He's back, I guess. Or maybe somebody told him about it. Ms. Falcone says she doesn't want to be selling food in the subway either, but she's not allowed to sell it outside. She claims to have a mobile food vendor's license, but actually there's a cap on the number of permits available to street vendors in New York, and that cap has been in place for almost 40 years. So she's actually not able to legally work as a street vendor. And it's not just her. Thousands of people are on a wait list trying to get a permit, said Karina Kaufman Gutierrez, the the, uh, deputy director of the Street Vendor Project. Now, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. There are laws, and the laws should be obeyed, right? At the same time, you have people that are here. By the way, I wonder if she's here legally or not. She's still, well, I'm sorry. Yes, I do wonder. But let's assume that she's here legally, just for the sake of argument. If there are no opportunities to get a job, what's the woman supposed to do? Starve? On the other hand, we have laws, and we want our laws followed. There's been a 40-year cap on the number of street vendors, especially right now. Don't we want as much economic activity in the city as we can have? So, I don't know. Mixed emotions on this. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Miami, in Urami, or Miami, or Urami, locals are steamed. You know why? (laughs) New Yorkers have flooded the market, and apartment rents are skyrocketing in Manhattan over 58% over the last two years. In some cases, they've doubled, and they've doubled from all the New Yorkers coming down to find apartments in Urami. 
there was a case of one woman there. She was paying $3,500 a month. That's a hefty rent. But when her lease expired this year, her landlord came and said, oh, your rent's now $7,000 a month. These are for two-bedroom apartments. So in the desirable Miami neighborhoods now, it's becoming harder and harder for the natives down there in Florida to live because so many New Yorkers have moved in and they're willing to pay whatever it takes to be in one of the elite buildings. Again, opportunities await for Manhattan and for the five boroughs here. This is an opportunity to make New York livable again for a lot of people. I wonder if our politicians, any of them, understand what this moment in time represents. New Jersey. A New Jersey medical practice, family medical practice, has now changed its student-athlete policy. If you're going to play sports in New Jersey in the schools now, you have to take lab work, uh, echocardiograms before you're cleared to play. That's because of COVID vaccinations, interestingly enough. In response to worldwide experience in vaccine-adverse event monitoring, we're adopting a more precautionary sports physical sign-off policy. The medical practice, Morris Sussex Family Medical Practice, that's Lake Hippocon, New Jersey, says, you know what the issue is? There's been a correlation between heart problems and COVID-19 vaccinations. <gasps> what? What? And this is among young people. What? In late June 2021, apparently the FDA added a warning to Pfizer and Moderna vaccines after the CDC announced a quote-unquote likely association between a a second vaccine shot and a rare heart inflammation in teens and young adults. They're reporting from BizPak Review at the time covered that. This is from AmericanWireNews.com. You can find the story there. And if you have uh, student athletes, I don't care where in the country you are listening to this program. If you have student athletes in your house who have been vaccinated and taken the booster, you had, I would urge you to go to AmericanWireNews.com, download this story, and if you know families where there is a student athlete, even if they're not in your own family, make sure they see this news story, okay? Because this is, uh, remember, you know, these things were quote-unquote mandated, right? Yeah, mandated. It turns out that they're sudden cardiac deaths. Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. There's that New York City event planner who was accused of uh, shoving to death the vocal coach. She's being held without bail. How did that happen? 26-year-old. Lauren Pizenza, this is the one who pushed Barbara Gersten on the sidewalk. The 80-something-year-old woman called her a B-I-itch. That was back in March. No one can figure out why. She was uh, hauled into court yesterday, denied bail. She's a flight risk. What difference does that make? 
in New York anymore. Strange, isn't it? WABC Talk Radio 77. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We are coming back with Mark Stein, the one and only Mark Stein, right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, He's always mistakenly British. Teen crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Mark Stein. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Mark Stein. We have news. Uh, Mark Stein just declined the queen. She has withdrawn from the state opening of parliament. She asked Mark if he could fill in for the ceremonies. <laughs> Apparently he told her, no, no, I'm busy. And as a result, Prince Charles and Prince William have to do it. What yeah. is with you, Mark? <laughs> Well, actually, I did offer my... I, well, but before I say anything else, by the way, I, I love my little intro, but I think it's always a bit anticlimactic after those fantastic Golden Age WABC 60s jingle package, because they're the best jingles in the history of jingles. They sound Amen. fantastic. But but you're right uh, that I, uh, I, I would have loved to be Governor General of Canada, but whenever I mention that to anybody in Ottawa, they all fall around laughing. But if I ever got to be, then I could go around opening Parliament in Ottawa, and uh, I'd be happy to sit in for her in London. But she refuses to give me the Governor Generalship of Canada, so I'm, I'm having to... I've read the art of the deal. You've got to be tough on these things, and I know she's going to cave at some point because he read it in the dullest monotone I've ever heard. So you, and so, so, you, <laughs> so you did watch it, of course. No, I didn't actually. I couldn't. I caught. We had a little clip on my show from it, but I couldn't bear to watch it actually because the whole thing. I love the. I love the. The, a throne speech in a Westminster Parliament is fabulous. I love the whole thing where Black Rod knocks on the door of the House of Commons with his stick three times, and then it gets slammed in his face to show that the People's House rejects the royal authority. I love, I love all the all that stuff. And like, I think it's the is it the Lord Ch- Chancellor who wa- walks around saying hats off strangers. So I like all that ritual. And and like the the State of the Union, where Joe Biden, who appears to be like forty years older than the Queen, who's ninety six, <laughs> can barely. <laughs> 
So that way, if you look at the Queen and you look at Joe Biden, Joe Biden must be about 136, I would say. And uh, that just doesn't do that just doesn't do it for me. Doesn't have all the same uh, flourishes about it. Well, you know, Mark, this week, I, I have to get your opinion on this. This week, we've seen something that we I don't think we've seen before. We've seen these liberal uh, progressives at the houses of conservative justices protesting, some of them shouting the most vile things in a very threatening manner. It is against the law. It is against the law to try to obstruct justice in this way, to influence a case. Yet Mm. they're there. And yet the White House doesn't care, and the Department of Justice doesn't care one whit. What do you make of this? Well, I think institutions no longer work in Washington. What these guys are doing, and you can imagine uh, what it would be if it was the other way round, if they were outside the house of Kagan or Katanji Brown or anybody. What, what they're doing is no difference. It's no different than if you were accused of shoplifting or holding up the liquor store and you decided to go round to the judge's house to intimidate the judge. It's the we know where you live thing. And the fact, this is, this is because you'd, you'd think in a normal functioning society there'd be a kind of good cop, bad cop routine. So even if they were giving these fellows a nudge and a wink, uh, they would at least feel obliged to say, oh, we condemn uh, this in the strongest possible terms. But they're not even doing that now. The, the fact that they can't even say, we don't think you should be going round, standing outside the judge's house and intimidating the judge into changing his position. The fact that Jen Psaki and Biden aren't even willing to say that I think testifies to the fact that there is just no in there are no norms in Washington anymore. And God knows where that's going to lead us if it keeps up. It's not just Washington, though, Mark. The NBC, which used to be one of the, the three reliable news networks in America, although they've always been liberal. NBC mm. has an article on their website today. Brett Kavanaugh isn't in danger, unlike the abortion president, he, precedent he's ready to overturn. They're, this is unbelievable. They're saying with all these hard, horrid things that these protesters are saying outside, it's like, oh, so what? He's not in any real danger. What's in real danger? And to them, the only thing that matters is Roe versus Wade. And it goes further in this article. They talk about, they, they don't even use the word sympathy anymore. They call it empathy. That there's no that empathy. We shouldn't have empathy extended to Kavanaugh because, after all, uh, 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 Christine Ballsy Ford had to move after her testimony. She got death threats. Uh, this is insanity. Yeah, and what? Is, but but you're you're right. But it may if they go further down this road. And I, I've if they go further down this road, then politics is not possible. Because if you're basically saying, well, this guy's our judge and uh, Kagan is your judge. And in, in, in other words, if, they're, if that's how they're splitting it up and we're all allowed to do this. And in fact, it's not like that because, you know, as you know, they, they painted January the 6th as an insurrection, which it right. wasn't. And those guys are ruined and they've been in solitary confinement and under the usual dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt federal 
uh, quote-unquote justice system. They're stuck in prison with no, you know, on a trespassing charge with no trial date, which is how this dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt federal justice system operates. So you have that on the one hand. But on the other hand, if you try and nobble a judge in a Supreme Court case by going and standing outside the guy's house, that's perfectly fine. So you can't have this. It gets to the heart of what's wrong in America, which is the lack of equality before the law. This guy, Garland, Merrick Garland, who's a dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt attorney general, actually should be going on television and and telling these people, you don't do this. Uh, you don't do this to any judge. It doesn't matter whether you were holding up the gas station. It doesn't matter whether you stole a Mars bar from the 7-Eleven. Uh, you don't do this to a judge. And the fact that they're just standing by and letting it happen uh, means there's nothing that works. There's no agreement on anything. Judges have become like a super legislature now, the Supreme Court, which should never have happened. The Founding Fathers would be disgusted. A judge's republic is not a republic in any sense. Um, But the fact of the matter is, if you're then going to apply intimidation and thug pressure on individual judges well you're not you're not going to get any justice are you they're gonna what what are they meant to do oh amy coney uh, amy amy coney barrett oh unfortunately they went round to my kid's grade school and started leaning on the seven-year-old i mean there's no end to this you can't share the same polity if this is how you want to conduct politics there was a candidate out in uh let's see california who ran for Congress, he thankfully didn't win. He says that when Kavanaugh's family moves to a hotel, the house is empty, burn his SHI in front of the hotel. Go in the house, burn it all, get his stuff and burn it. There was another actress, a fairly, I guess, well-known actress, who says she wishes she could have gotten pregnant with Trump's baby and carried it almost to term, so then she should cut it should cut it out of herself and behead it. I mean, these people mm. are, this is, never, Mark, I've never seen anything like this in America. Has there no, ever I been? Don't, uh, no, I don't think so. This is not normal. I mean, I'm, I'm watching, you know, the Sri Lankan prime minister had to resign, basically because he went full uh, Green New Deal. <laughs> <laughs> instead of just pay, instead of just paying lip service to it, the Sri Lankan Prime Minister made the mistake of doing it for real. So the Sri Lankan people have got mad about it and actually burned down. They did what they're merely threatening to do to American judges. They actually burned down Sri Lankan cabinet ministers' houses. And Good the, grief. The, the, the fact of the the fact of the matter is that uh, that's because you know. He went full Green New Deal, and and so he collapsed everything. When you're actually saying in public, I'd like to be impregnated by Trump so that I could carry that baby to term, and then as it's being delivered from my womb and coming down the canal, I can slice its head off as it's being born. Oh, yes, you sound a very well-adjusted person. Why are you... That's a really great thing to put out there on a tweet, but maybe you should have saved it for your Oscar acceptance speech. The fact is, when you're talking like that, politics has made you mad. Uh, The fact is, 
all these people who uh, all these people who go on about abortion and a- abortion absolutism they're out of touch with the majority of the country which you know insofar as it supports abortion wants a kind of scandinavian you know first trimester abortion regime uh, uh, they don't want to hear their showbiz liberal heroes looking forward to being impregnated by Trump so they can decapitate the baby as it exits the womb. If you're feeling like, I, I don't often offer advice to liberal uh, liberal showbiz personalities, but if you've got the urge to tweet that, I think the best thing to do is to lie down in a darkened room with a cup of herbal tea for an hour and a half until the feeling goes away. And if that doesn't work, I would get on a plane to Tahiti and lie down for six months until it passes. I love it. Speaking of Green New Deal, last little item here. Uh, California, this is from SoCal, Southern California. They have apparently, according to the Washington Post and the L.A. Times, there are two stories today about this, uh, water has become a problem. So they right now are facing unprecedented water (laughs) conservation and they are having a cow because they're telling people you're going to have to let your landscaping die. You can't water eight minutes twice a week. That's all the water you can do. And if stuff dies, just, you know, stuff looks good when it's dead. So don't worry about it. And people that have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars making their yeah. lawns so plush, they are outraged. They're, they're like, this is impossible. We're not going to do this. <laughs> no, they, 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 this is... This is California. Look, the population of California has basically doubled in the last 50 years, from 20 million to 40 million. But they haven't built a new dam since the 60s. And so suddenly there's about, oh, there doesn't seem to be enough water to go around now. So you bought your nice uh, $24 million beachfront property in Malibu, and uh, now you're looking, you're looking at desert outside your window. You got to, and you, all you're on, all you're up in the Beverly Hills, so you're up there in the hills looking down at all the riffraff in the valleys below <laughs> and instead all you're looking at instead what you're looking at is just like the deserts of all the cheaper houses <laughs> below you this is you've you Californians voted for this you you had you had the golden state and you voted to turn it into a wreck and a ruin and that's what they were. That's what they're all telling us now. That's that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I say that as a Canadian. We're the house of Sauder water, because basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know something? Know something? If I were Prime Minister of Canada, I'd look at this story in Southern California and I'd say, "Oh, I tell you what, we'll send a pipeline of some of our Canadian water that we've got tons of all the way to you Californians." And the first thing that would happen is that Joe Biden would cancel the Canadian water pipeline. (laughs) You love it. You voted for the death of the greatest, most beautiful uh, state on the planet, and now you're seeing it. Mark, thank you. So here's what I want to know, though. Fire season is coming. So now you're going to have an entirely dry Southern California. Mm. This Mm. uh, warning, red flag, this could end up very, very badly. No, I know when you look at the Google Earth thing of some of these fires, you know, that are happening north up the coast, it's it's amazing. Sometimes you can see 
that it's almost like these fires know the uh, jurisdictional borderlines at which to stop. And it might give you the impression that some of the environmental policies you're following are causing some of these fires. As I said, that's just a, a Google Earth thing. Hmm. Thank you, Mark. As always, such a pleasure to have you. Thanks a lot, James. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley here. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming right back after this. Don't go away. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Remember, Catch Night is up next on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're headed to the telephones. Stevie Wonder brings us back. This is from the Hotter Than July album. All I do is think about you. He wrote that song in the... Let's see. I think he wrote that song almost 20 years before he recorded it himself. Brenda Holloway did a version of this song. I think Tammy Terrell on a, slow, on a solo album did a version of this version of this song. All I do is think about you. Let's go to Rhonda in South Bend, Indiana. Rhonda, how are you? I'm doing great, James. I I just wanted to call and pick your brain a little bit. This. Uh, the story you shared about the actress and her awful remarks about having a baby with Trump is just horrifying. It's it's really difficult to hear. I would love to hear, I just think it would be such a relief and a change of pace to hear you talk about the women in your life, whether it's your mother, your grandmother, friends that you know, who have had a strong, powerful, loving impact on you. Because that kind of shrill Hatred, to me, is the last thing from feminine. And I would love for you to talk about some women who are loving and feminine. You're one of them, Rhonda. I know a lot about you. I know a lot about your family. We're friends. And I know the struggles that you've been through as a, as a family and how you love and stay by your sons. And, I, and it is, you are a remarkable human being. But I have so many other friends like that. I have friends, for instance, who have been through divorces and have had children and they've been left to fend for their children pretty much on their own. The husbands have just vacated from the scene and, and or been so hostile afterwards that these women had to really raise their children by themselves, and they did so without, number one, without trying to make the children hate their fathers. They've also done it with a lot of love and sacrifices, in some cases sacrifices that their children will never know about because they didn't want their children to feel guilty. I have other women friends in my life who I have one whose son is going through a really difficult moment right now. 
and the concern that she has for him, he's grown. But it's just like it, it and and she also wants to make sure that he comes out of it feeling whole without his grew up surrounded by aunts that when we we didn't see them very much, but when I did see them was not, were nothing but love. I look at the way that my sister uh, raised her her children. I look at the way that my nieces now are raising their children, and I'm just so gratified to see it all. There are all of us have examples. I have another friend who chides me uh, uh, sometimes. <clears throat> she had a baby when she was 16 years old, and again the the guy left. She had. She could be one of these people that easily said, well, I'm not doing this. I'm going to have an abortion, and I'm going to not do this. But instead, she chose to keep the child and raise the child by herself pretty much. And he is a wonderful man today because of the love that she gave him while working two jobs. These women are heroes. These women are, are, the, are the backbone of this country. I have other uh, other friends who have had more kids. One of my friends has five children that she pretty much had to raise on her own because the husband was a deadbeat. Okay, and they don't complain. They never try to make their these men look bad. What they do is raise the children with strength, with love, and devotion. And so the it's all around us. We have women that are heroes all around us and i don't i know we we overuse the word hero sometime but they genuinely are because they don't complain we don't read their stories in the press they're not out there with their with looking for sympathy what they do is they go through life and they do everything that they can be to give their everything that they can do to give their children the best possible start in this world that they possibly can your take I love that, James. That uh, You almost made me cry now. I, I want to tell you this yet. As a mother of four sons, um, three of them are adults now, it is the greatest thing in the world when someone else sees something good that one of my boys is or has done and calls it out. So while I am not your mother, I am a mother. And I just want to tell you, James, how proud I am of what you are doing of how you're doing it with all the boldness and the courage, and yet you carry a real, a basic respect for other human beings, and that comes through. So I'm proud of you for that. I, I pray for you. I think of you often. I'm so glad that we are friends. I pray for your for your family, and I want you to know that you're a blessing to so many people. I don't know if you expected after Rush died that your career would take off like it like it has. But you're doing, you, that's what I thought. And you would be too humble to have looked for that. I think I know you that well. But we need your voice. And one of our sons um, just returned from a semester interning in the Senate in Washington, D.C. And he got to see some of the backside of politics, okay? And he told me one day on the phone, he said, Mom, I'm starting to understand how rare James's voice is. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Thank you. Thank him. That's just amazing, Rhonda. Love you, darling. Thank you so much for calling. Ah, uh, Thank you.
<clears throat> wow, that kind of blew me away. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, with us right now. Ace reporter with WABC, Jacqueline Carl. Jacqueline, there's some stories in the news that are distressing. One of them concerns this shortage. And we see pictures now from major retailers, from big box stores of empty shelves where there used to be baby formula. What can you tell us? Well, yeah, there's a, that's it's a huge problem right now. And a retail tracking group Data Assembly reports that the shortage of baby food rose to 40% by late April. The CEO of Data Assembly says inflation, supply chain issues, and product recalls are the culprits causing the shortage. And there's also, I don't know if you heard about this, Bo, one of the key manufacturing plants for baby food owned by a company called Abbott Nutrition shut down. That because the CDC and the FDA are investigating because of contaminated formula linked to the deaths of two infants. So now that plant, which is in Michigan, has been shut down for a while. A spokesperson for Abbott Nutrition says they're working closely with the Food and Drug Administration to restart production at the Michigan plant. But some stores, they have no choice. with their Like Target, CVS, they're limiting how much baby food consumers can purchase. Like some people can only get three cans of baby food. And according to NBC News, 26 states are experiencing baby food shortages of 40 to 50 percent. And parents are getting very nervous that they can't find what they need to feed their children. This is astounding. This is astounding. Is there any any hope for relief down the pipeline? There was someone saying, okay, we expect this to be resolved by X date. No, that's that. So, well... I do have a cut about President Biden talking about easing the supply chain, which is 41. Hang on. The bottom line is easing, easing these bottlenecks and making our supply chains more secure is a major focus of my economic strategy. Okay, so that doesn't give us an ETA, and and people are— all over the internet trying to figure out what to do and they're being warned not to make baby food themselves, try to make it themselves and because it can be very dangerous for infants. So what what advice, the advice being given is go to your pediatrician and find out because some of them know places where you can buy it. They can give you advice on what to do because we don't have an ETA as to when this plan is going to, going to open, when the supply chain is going to uh be fixed and you know we've got inflation product recalls i mean how can you possibly know this is amazing i know covid going up in manhattan covid going up in the city and i understand no one is interested in bringing back right now at this point any of the mask mandates or anything else well okay here's what's going on covid19 testing this is the problem testing has plummeted globally So it's making it harder for scientists to track the course of the pandemic and to spot viral variants. In the U.S., home testing is also hindering efforts to track the virus. Now, the positivity rates in parts of New York City are over 20 percent. Spikes are seen in Long Island City, sections of Queens, the Financial District and Lincoln Square. And, you know, the New York – well, we had – Bernie and Sid had a guest this morning, Nicole Sapphire, and this is what she says. These variants thus far, all of them thus far that have come out, have essentially been less severe, causing a lower hospitalization and death rate when it comes to how many people are actually being infected. So that's a little bit of good news. And New York City Health Commissioner Dr. Ashwin Vassan said a mask mandate is an option if things get worse. Because as you know, last week we went from low risk in New York to medium. 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> there are a lot of people that are not looking forward to that. So we'll have to just keep track of this story. And, of course, you'll keep us up to date on it. Absolutely. Last thing, Elon Musk. <laughs> what does he have to say? You know, uh, he says if he buys Twitter, he's going to reverse the social media platform's ban of Donald Trump. He was speaking <clears throat> virtually at a Future of the Car Summit, and he says that Twitter's Trump ban was, quote, a morally bad decision and foolish to the extreme. He went on to say bans should be rare and reserved for accounts that are scams or automated bots. And you can go to wabcradio.com for more on that story, or you can sit here and listen to Bo and myself. <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> Jacqueline Carl, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we'll speak with you later in the week. Thanks for having me, Bo. Bo's Snurley's Rush Hour, coming right back. More of your calls straight ahead. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Wow, you don't know how serendipitous this is. This, of course, is Stylistics. Written, produced, I believe Tom Bell and Linda Creed wrote this one. Of course, produced by Tom Bell, who, who I may be in contact with very soon. Thanks to a caller from this program. Amazing day. And so what a coincidence to hear this song. I'm still in love with you. Well, stone in love with you. Anyway, let's head to the phones. We're doing rapid phones. You got to get right to your point when you get on. Let's start in Trumbull, Connecticut with Bob. Bob, welcome. You're on Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. What's your point? Mr. Snurdly, you you started the, the program by asking about the protesting and the judges. I say right. let the judges dial 911 and have the operator say, well, Your Honor, that's why we have the Second Amendment. Protect yourself until we get there. And we'll be there in about 20 minutes. So maybe they will finally rule on something that is in the Constitution. Interesting. So. Thank you so much for the call. Let us go to Middletown, New Jersey. Sergio, welcome. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Sir, how you doing? Number one, Democrats are hypocrites. Number two, Democrats are liars. Number three, Democrats <laughs> don't want to know who the leaker is. Republicans do. That says so much more than people really know. I think that, uh, you know, I can't wait to get President Trump back. Let's go. We all know he won. All right. Thank you. Let us head over to a Brooklyn, New York. And after Brooklyn, we're going to the Bronx. But let's head over to Brooklyn and Frank. What's on your mind, Frank? Yes, uh, I'm very much against this pro-choice uh, business. I'm all in favor of our you know, United States Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and giving it back to the states and then let the states decide because that's the way it should be. And that's bad enough. This, 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 what they're doing now, this is crazy. The whole world is coming unwrapped all at once. Thank you That's for your right call. Right. Appreciate that. Let us head to the Bronx and speak with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, welcome. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. What is on your mind this afternoon? Welcome, James. Mama, uh, what's on my mind? This, uh, this Roe versus Wade or same-sex marriage, that's not important. We don't need that. We got to control the economy. We got to take care of the situation with, uh, with Russia. 
low-income housing, homelessness, crime. That's what's important of it. Roe versus Wade. Who cares? Who cares? Or if it goes all the way down to same-sex marriage. Who cares? That's what it's all about. The babies that are being aborted might uh, beg to be different with you if they have a chance to grow and live and express what they think. I think a lot of people care because I think this speaks to the morality of America. And that is in very important. The morality of America is the underpinning of everything else. Without a moral basic, without a moral compass, this country is lost. Let us go to Steve, Suffolk County. Steve, welcome. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Remember, Catch at Night comes up next. What's on your mind, Steve? Let me ask you this, Steve, man. What would, happen if, what would happen if all the radical lefties in America suddenly woke up in China or Russia and tried to do what they're doing in the United States? What would happen to them? Well, we know what would happen to them in China. They would be immediately sequestered into a jail cell, and many of them never heard from again. Same thing in Russia. You raise a very good point. America, the land of the free. Let us go to Suffolk County and speak with Steve. You're on both Thursday's Rush Hour. Steve, what's on your mind this afternoon? Ah, right. Let's go to Michael. I'm sorry. Michael in New Jersey. Hello, Michael. Thanks for waiting. What's on your mind, Michael? I believe that we are watching the dissolution of America for three reasons. One, these people are committing an illegal act by protesting judges, especially Supreme Court. It's bad enough. Number two, uh, they are defying government authority, which is the beginning of anarchy. And number three, which is interesting, uh, based on what Schumer said, that uh, they will pay for what they did, and Nancy Pelosi, and the fact that uh, Mary Garland is not even coming back, coming out with the FBI, we are watching a pogrom. Okay. Michael, uh, thank you for the call, and thank you for stating your point of view so very well. Let me just uh, disagree with you. I think we're at the beginning of a new dawn for America. Finally, after 50 years of the liberals controlling the cultural agenda in America and ruining American culture. We have conservatives, we have Republicans, and we have like-minded Democrats standing up and pushing back. We have them not only pushing back against this idea that we should have millions and millions of abortions, but they are also pushing back on the very moral compass of this nature. They're pushing back on political correctness. They're pushing back on the idea that we should tolerate the redefinitions of what American citizens know is the right thing to do. We are at the beginning of a new dawn for America, in my point of view. Let us go to Washington Heights. Isaac, welcome, Isaac. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. What's on your mind this afternoon? Mr. Snerdly, great to talk to you. So I got, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at this Supreme Court justice protest, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, these protests aren't good. But maybe the bigger issue is that we've got such radically different beliefs uh, on the two sides of the political aisle. And we already see people in different parts of the country sort of, you know, self-selecting and going to areas of the country that are more consistent with their uh, ideologies. So, you know, maybe it's time for an amicable national divorce. I know, uh, you know, in the past you voiced opposition <laughs> to that idea. I know Rush wasn't a fan. But I look around and I say, well, you know, if, if, if we live free, they want to live unfree. So maybe uh, that's, that's what we ought to do. Let them. 
Well, Isaac, listen, I don't believe that we should engage in the idea that there should be another, quote-unquote, divorce, another civil war in America, because it would not be uh, just this peaceful separation and an amicable thing. It would not be that. And I think we need to I, to live with the idea that we can be a United States of America with differing ideas. Look, conservatives for years, look at this, for 50 years, we have been exercising our rights within the system to try to overturn Roe versus Wade, which many of us thought was bad law, should have never been in. And by the way, liberals like Ruth Bader Ginsburg also agreed that Roe v. Wade was enacted poorly. This was a poor decision. But we, conservative Republicans, said, okay, we'll work in the system. And it took 50 years for us to finally get members on the court that are willing, apparently, to change and undo this. Now, you know what? Liberals need to learn how to do the same thing, to live with, with an act by the Supreme Court that they don't necessarily agree with and to function within the boundaries of American law if they want to change it. And that is entirely permissible. And we don't have to go, go to war with each other. What we have to do, what we have to do is install once again a contract and with, with our citizens so that we understand that no matter what the differences are, America is a nation that is worth keeping together and that we can work within the system to try to resolve the differences that we have. I will never agree to the idea that Americans should divorce from one another. I do think that we can learn to live with each other. And that is part of the greatness that we have and that we should call for, and that we should live up to. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, thank you so much for being here. It is our Bo Snurdly Rush Hour every weekday at 4 o'clock, and of course we're here Saturday morning for our radio extravaganza at 7 a.m. from 10 on Saturdays. May God bless, protect each and every one of you and your families. Remember, Cats at Night, coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Please be here. See you then. Bye.